there's a national media outlet that actually graded the Cardinals offseason correctly. This is weird. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. On Cardinals, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please go to the YouTube channel. Like, subscribe. You know the drill. Come on, man. Every dayers, do it. You listen to me every day. You watch me every day. You may as well go subscribe. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. And again, on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, this offseason, the Arizona Cardinals seem to be misunderstood by national media you know, outlets. Some understand exactly what's happening, and some are like, oh, the Cardinals offseason has been a bust. Now things have kind of become more sugar-coated since the draft, where Monte Ossifor seemingly knocked it out of the park, at least on paper. But there's one publication that nailed the grade for the Arizona Cardinals as I see it. And I want to talk about that in the first segment. But I mean, here's the thing. There are two players that are on the Arizona Cardinals right now who've been on the Arizona Cardinals and who are stars on the Arizona Cardinals, neither of whom have a clear outlook on their future with the Arizona Cardinals, Buda Baker and DeAndre Hopkins. And I know I talk about this once a week, twice a week. This is something that needs to be discussed even more than that. I'm doing you a favor. I could do 50 minutes of either guy bonus podcasts every day, but I feel like right now, a week since the last time, a week since Buda Baker requested a trade a little bit more, like there needs to be like a, a wellness check on each situation and why I think both should be retained, even though it seems a little counterintuitive. But when the Cardinals get graded as C by, by uh, Sports Illustrated, I love it. It's Fan Nation. Okay, Donnie Druin wrote it. Okay, you can pick a website and see a different grade for the Arizona Cardinals each. But the thing is, when it's a C, I think that's exactly what the Cardinals grade should be for this offseason. You're not grading on a curve. You're grading as nakedly and stripped as possible because this is a true rock bottom beginning the rebuild scenario for the Cardinals. Okay, And that's not a bad thing. This needed to happen. This probably should have happened after the 2018 season. It was just prolonged by Michael Bidwell keeping his close friend at GM who was completely inept in his ability to build an organization that has more wins than losses. Sure, they had nice peaks over the 10 years that Steve Kime was GM. But now, with a new regime in place, they're taking a much more calculated approach. Monty Ossinfort with his background in scouting. Dave Sears with his background in scouting. Jonathan Gannon with his acumen on the defensive side of the ball is a complete shift from what the Cardinals were between 2019 and 2022. So when they were dormant during the offseason as pertaining to free agency during the frenzy, I saw it as that's exactly what they should be doing. Why are you going and spending, especially with Kyler Murray on the shelf with an ACL tear in a TBD when he's going to return? Why are you doing it? 
And when they did that, they brought Kizir White on, a, a linebacker from Philly who knows Jonathan Gannon's scheme or lack thereof or kind of a hybrid of all the different ones, depending on skill set on both defense and the offense they're playing against. But it was really just kind of a sit on your hands and wait. And it's going to be a long time before the Cardinals have a full roster. This is a two-year rebuild. I talked about it like two years is real quick. It's really quick to go from outhouse to penthouse in the NFL. All you need to do is nail two drafts and have a good offseason or two. And you're looking at potential trajectories that an organization maybe has never looked at. So when it was a C, when I saw that, I'm like, that's exactly right. Because, the you know, the offseason early on was, was dormant, borderline extinct, if we're talking volcanoes here. And then the draft was a masterclass. The draft was exactly everything you wanted out of a dictionary definition for a first-time GM, wheeling and dealing, gaining future assets, while drafting players who are going to make an impact potentially immediately. In an effort to rebuild an organization and a roster that was put together by Band-Aids and Superglue, and not built with a foundation of sustained success and scalability. So what we're looking at right now is the innards of a process of the business side of football. And while the draft was perfect, it couldn't have been more perfect in my opinion. And while, you know, they didn't do much in free agency to start, what that's doing is culminating to a position of leverage moving forward and not of playing defense, not being defensive. I've knocked the Cardinals for a long time about always being defensive and not being proactive in doing something, always waiting for another team to do something before they did something. And now what we're seeing with Monty Austin Fort is a clear plan on how to build the Arizona Cardinals with the 2.0 version that I've so lovingly coined. That's what we're witnessing right now. And that's why that C grade is exactly what they're supposed to be. The Cardinals don't deserve anything higher than that. And when it comes to, again, starting so softly this offseason, it's positioning them for great success in the future, if everything works out. Obviously, I've gotten people in my comments saying, well, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. This is Stop it. You want to talk about movies and stuff that we all watch? And, you know, talk about after you want to join a book club. Awesome. This is all about prognostication and taking information at hand in a given day and giving one's opinion on it. I can't tell the future. I'm not Clan Stradamus. What I can do is tell you what hasn't worked in the past. And this looking different gives it a much damn better chance of working than the purgatory that we've been in witnessing what the Arizona Cardinals have had full of dysfunctionality, ineptitude, and the definition of insanity, doing the same thing, expecting different results. So while the grade seems pedestrian, I think it's the highest ceiling the Cardinals could have had this offseason. And it could have been far worse if Monty Austin Ford didn't show, huh, it's not that hard to do the draft well. Like something, the antithesis of what we've seen over the last decade. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Still comment like if, if I you don't if you say something I don't like in the comments I'm gonna bring it up and I think it's awesome that's part of this that's the beauty of sports nobody's gonna agree and that's the best part about it and keep coming I love it follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner DM me I'm telling you 
if you want topic ideas, if you want things for me to discuss, DM me on Twitter. I don't care. Follow me if you want to. I don't give a rip. My DMs are open. Send me a DM. I've gotten plenty of them. I used one a couple days ago about the RB room. I'd love to do that, especially this offseason. I want you to immerse yourself in this, and we can make this the podcast that you want it to be segment by segment, and I'll just be the voice and just scream idiotic nothingness into the ether like I always do. Buda Baker requested a trade, was once looked at as the poster child for what every Arizona Cardinal should be, according to Monty Austin for What's going to happen? Why should it this happen? And do I still think he should stay? Spoiler alert. Absolutely. Buda Baker under microscope next. First, Bilt Bar. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Bilt Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever, Bilt Bar. you got to try it. I, I met with a rep from Bilt Bar. This was about 18 months ago or two years ago. Came in. And we had a talk. We were able to. I went with Brendan Clean of Locked on Suns. If uh, you want to know all things Suns, please go check out Brendan Clean on Locked on Suns, one of my boys. And he said, you know, we call it either the best tasting protein bar or the healthiest candy bar you'll ever have because both are true. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate. They got uh, flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but it's a candy bar. And the macros are insane. Four grams of sugar, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein. And now... Remember when I used to say, go to built.com and order them, go to built.com and order them. You don't have to wait anymore. You can go to Walmart or Sam's club while you can still get your specialty flavors at built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Go to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puff. And if you're close to Sam's club, run in and grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. I think it's been an absolute dictionary different definition of perfection for the Arizona Cardinals this offseason with Monty Austin for taking over. I do. And not just because it's new, not just because it's different, not just because you can lean on the, oh, nobody knows what's going to happen. So let's just let her rip and, and, and breed positivity like we're Care Bears. That's not what I mean. What we're witnessing is what functional organizations do now. As I transition into what functional organizations do as it pertains to star players wanting contract extensions after they got a contract extension two years ago and won a couple years added on to it, like Buda Baker, it's up for interpretation. Now, Buda Baker is the heartbeat of this team. He's the heartbeat. And while I've seen a lot of vitriol coming out from the other side of, no, just trade him. Get a second round pick for him. He's not worth the extra money because he's 28. He's not good anymore. He's lost a step, blah, 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 blah. Okay, listen. Not all of this is about play on the field. Not all of this is about a front officer ownership group bending over backwards to make anybody happy that wants a contract extension. That's not what this is if they were to give him an extension. What it is, is fulfilling on your word. What it is, is going back to what Monty Osifort said on his introductory press conference, saying Buda Baker is what every Arizona Cardinal should be, I'm paraphrasing. The first still of Monty Osifort was him shaking Buda Baker's hands in a hallway at the facility. If you trade him 
because you don't want to give him more money, your word means jack bleep right out the gate. So just because a player wants contract extension because he knows his value doesn't mean you're being weak if you reward him with what he wants. Because I'll tell you what, if Buda Baker gets traded and you think watching Teron Matthew was tough in Houston and then in Kansas City, buckle up. Imagine Buda Baker with a cornerback room that he could play with. Imagine Buda Baker with a pass rush he could play with. Imagine Buda Baker with a linebacking core he could play with. This defense has been so top-heavy over the last handful of years that Buda Baker is, gonna, is asked to do so many different things that's not in his job description. If you've been an Arizona sports fan in general over the last forever, tell me if this, uh, tell me if what I'm about to say hits home. Oh, you know what? I'm really happy for that player. Really? Oh, they got he got a ring on a different team. Good for him. Former Arizona Cardinal, former Detroit or former uh, Arizona Diamondback, former Phoenix. Good for him. Oh, Paul Goldschmidt. He got his money and he won a ring. Fantastic. Oh, Teron Matthew, he was great when he was here. The cycle's got to stop. And it stops with Buda Baker. Or it's going to be in perpetuity where the Arizona Cardinals are not running an organization functionally enough to retain their star players. Buda Baker is all world as it pertains to this organization. Did he have a down year last year? Did you see this team last year? And let's address the money. Here we go. Take a breath. I'm sure some of you are angry with me right now. That's okay. I'm not going to change my mind. Two years from now, when the contract extension kicks in after the 2024 season, there will probably be 10 safeties who make more than Buda Baker does per year. So when you're front-loading or when you're doing it now, you're actually saving money in the long run. All the while, not having a disgruntled star who deserves more money than he's given, which is 100% true, especially going having to go through 2023, which is going to be a complete crap box if Kyler Murray misses more than six or seven games. It's the right move. And I don't understand why it hasn't happened yet. That's one thing that's a massive box checked. Not only to show that you take care of your own, but also for free agents, people who get drafted. Oh, you know what? If I ball out, this team's going to take care of me. And yes, I know Buda Binger got a contract extension two years ago. If you add on two more years, what's, what's the downside? Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy here. I'm feisty today, man. I don't know what's going on. I got Tyler Drake from Arizona Sports coming coming on tomorrow. Real up-and-comer in this space. I mean, he's already established, but, you know, I mean, over the last couple of years, he's really made big waves, doing a lot of great things over at 98.7 KMVP Arizona Sports. DeAndre Hopkins, you know the segment about Buda Baker? Let's do it about DeAndre Hopkins next. Locked on Cardinals. I think I need like 
bill bar or something. Maybe my blood sugar is low. Or maybe I'm just spitting facts. I hate when people say that. I just wanted to pepper that in today to just test myself that I could. I did. Can we just erase that? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Please go and like, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a comment. Let's have some discussions. DM me on Twitter. Let's keep an open flow of communication, baby. This is the fun stuff. The, Card- the Cardinals are a tabula rasa, man. They're clean slate. All- nothing but possibilities for this organization for the first time in a long time. DeAndre Hopkins. Still a top 10 receiver, in my opinion, in the NFL when healthy. Sure. Has he lost a step? Has he ever had a step to lose? He's one of the slowest impact wide receivers maybe we've ever seen. So with that, and that's not a knock, DeAndre Hopkins always gets to where he needs to go. He catches everything. His catch radius is infinite. And while he's had injuries the last couple of years, got popped for PEDs, which I still think was, I I still think that it it was a mistake. It was, it was a whoopsies. I don't think he did it on purpose. And he just came back and had, what, 25 catches and almost 300 yards in his first two games back. He doesn't need that to be a stud. This is a trickier one because it makes more sense to move on from DeAndre Hopkins post-June 1 where they'll save some money, whether it be a trade or cutting him. The trade market evaporated for DeAndre Hopkins. My thought, and go with me here, my thought is... He has no guaranteed money left, so there's going to need to be a restructure. I say you add two more years to his deal or a year to his deal and restructure make. There's some guaranteed money up front. You placate him by paying him for what's going to be potentially not so great of a season. And then you look at 2024 and you see a healthy Kyler Murray. You see a healthy Hollywood Brown. And you see a healthy DeAndre Hopkins on the same field, not to mention Rondell Moore, Greg Dorch, and we'll see if Michael Wilson can ball. Could be a lot worse. My biggest fear going into last year, for every day, as I apologize, you're going to hear this again. If this is your first listen, thank you. Um, my biggest fear going into the last season, I said this throughout the offseason, right after DeAndre Hopkins got suspended, was my biggest fear was that DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown would not play meaningful snaps together. And right when Hollywood Brown, right when DeAndre Hopkins came back, Hollywood Brown got hurt the game before. They high five like they were a tag team in WWE. And that was all she wrote. Seeing Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins on the field together is something that we needed to see last year for proof of concept to be able to circumvent the conversation we're having right now. That didn't happen. So now I'm having this conversation imploring whoever hears it to realize that cutting DeAndre Hopkins, trading DeAndre Hopkins for a fifth-round pick, as opposed to paying him, I don't understand why it's a conversation. The Cardinals have the highest wide receiver room, you know, average salary in the, in the NFL. Okay. It's a pretty sweet wide receiver room. Wide receiver room. It's a pretty sweet car. There's a little grandma's boy for you, too, on a Thursday afternoon. When it comes to DeAndre Hopkins, people don't understand how important he is to this team. And with him gone, it will be a massive void in the wide receiver one spot. We don't know if Hollywood Brown's going to be a wide receiver one. We have no idea. But we do know that DeAndre Hopkins is. So you pay him. You front load it. So he's placated through this year. And then maybe maybe Kyler Murray comes back in week three or week four. And if he doesn't, You're looking at 2024, a boatload of draft picks, 
and a team that could genuinely go from outhouse to penthouse in one offseason after what they've leveraged themselves to be able to do next offseason from what they've done this offseason. I think retaining both of them is necessary. Even though the rebuild is happening, that doesn't mean that nobody makes money. It doesn't matter what's going to happen this year. The win-loss record doesn't matter for the Cardinals this year. I've talked about this a lot. This is about culture shifting. This is about infrastructure building. This is about dysfunctionality being removed and functionality being supplanted in its place. That's what this season's for. Look at Dan Campbell in Detroit. I say it, I say it, I say it. This is Dan Campbell's third year going into there. We're a far cry from him talking about biting kneecaps off in an introductory press conference and people laughing at him. You think he doesn't have an impact on that organization? The Detroit Lions are one of the most fun teams to watch in football, and it took two years. Nobody cared about the win-loss record the last couple of years. Sometimes when dire straits are upon an organization, winning and losing doesn't matter nearly as much as building a culture that can be cultivated for winning in the future. Giving up short-term success for long-term relevancy is exactly what the Arizona Cardinals need to be doing now. And it seems so far they are. We'll see what happens with Buda Baker and DeAndre Hopkins, but that's why having these two stars on the team long-term will do nothing but benefit this organization in their journey to rebuild what the last regime crumbled. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you.